Minneapolis 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. It's Minneapolis 911. I'm L.A. Nick with my co-host, Hesley Ray. How you doing, huh? Good. How are you? Good. How was your week? It was good. You know, I feel like this has been a nice weather week in in Minneapolis. Like the fall is sort of coming in. Oh, the fall's not sort of coming in. The fall is coming in. But it's been beautiful. Today was like in the 80s. It's great. Today was nice, but it's been chilly. It's been a little chilly at times, and I know that there was one day that everyone was terrified that there would be frost in the morning. People who ride motorcycles know it's been chilly. Oh, tell me about that, because I heard that something happened to you on your beautiful Italian motorcycle. Um, well, I got a flat tire. Ha ha. And Sorry. I, did, I didn't actually, I, I, I turned the turn, to turn and I felt something wrong, and I pulled over, and my back tire was flat, and the second I noticed my back tire was flat, it started to downpour, and it just poured, and Poured and poured and poured, and I was in the middle of nowhere. There was nowhere to go, no overhang, no store, no nothing. In your mind, or is this real life? No, in real life. Oh, okay, 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 real okay, life. okay, I'm following. <laughs> so okay. I just had to sit there and just take a beating of pouring rain for an hour until Nancy came, and uh, I, I... God finally got his say. So the, the wor- that wasn't even the worst. So I tried a can of Fix-A-Flat, hoping that I can make it home on a can of Fix-A-Flat, which I did, but in the pouring rain the whole entire oh. way. And so riding was, and I, had, and I happened to have no helmet and an open face. What happens when water hits you? Does your skin it hurts. burn? Oh, it hurts Does your it face. Does it sizzle? It okay. hurts your face, yeah. It hurts your face. <laughs> okay. So anyway, long story short, I go home and I uh, take the back wheel right off and pull the tire off and I pull the tube out. In your house? Because I know you house this uh, beautiful bike yeah, in well, your I, home. I, well, I have Did that, you do that, it in the house? Well, I have that machine shop in my oh, house. Oh, okay, okay. Connected to my house. Right, so right. I go in the shop and I pull the tire. So I go to Target to get a tube patch kit. Just, Target. Just, and the, the only reason I did, did that, because I would normally buy a new tube, but there was a show at Grumpy's yesterday and an mm-hmm. Italian motorcycle show today. So I wanted my bike for this weekend. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to go, go buy a patch kit and patch the tube. So I go to Target. I buy this tube bicycle tube patch kit. I go up to the cashier. They go, "You need ID to buy this." What? I'm like, "I'm like, what? It's a tube patch kit." They go, "Yeah, but the glue in there is dangerous, and people use it as a drug." Was so, it like a teenager kid saying, "Like, but the glue is dangerous"? So I no, it was some older woman. So I gave her my ID, and I got home, and I opened up the patch kit, and guess what? Somebody stole the glue. Oh, <laughs> that's how that's how dirty huffers. That's how bad things are in downtown Minneapolis. You came and buy a tire patch kit, the damn glue's gone. That's how bad it's gotten, you guys. That's like, ridiculous. You can't even buy a tire kit for it's your re- Italian motorcycle. It's ridiculous. You know what? I am so angry right now. But there's a lot bigger problems in the world than my tire flat tire. You're right. Um, it's the people who stole that glue. They must be in a really <laughs> bad spot. I, they must be. Yeah, and it so, and be. you know what, this show is going to be kind of fun, and not to like, you know, tell everything ahead of time, but we're going to talk about addiction, um, our personal stories with various ailments in our own life, and it's not anything gross, like, you know, hemorrhoids, it's, 
you know, like our own personal I actually had hemorrhoids with, once. Yeah, me too. We won't go there, though. <laughs> so just stay tuned because we won't even go there. But we can talk about it. You know, if you take, if we have callers and they want to hear it, I'll tell my story. But yesterday, we are was, talking about yesterday that. wasn't a good day in America at all. What happened? So this is news to me. I kind of hole up and I don't listen to the news. Well, there was, what happened? There was uh, close to home, uh, ISIS claimed terrorist attack in a mall in St. Cloud. Most news reports are reporting eight people stabbed, but it's actually nine because one person took themselves to a hospital in a different city. Okay. They drove themselves to a hospital, so they self-transported themselves. But a lot of people don't know that, so they're reporting eight people stabbed, but it was nine people stabbed, and... Uh, the guy was, you know, yelling all, all stuff and Muslim so stuff. I, and so the Star Tribune had stated that uh, the suspect that they captured. He was shot and killed. Who was shot and killed. Okay. Yes. He was dressed in a security uniform. He was. And, right? and, and, okay. this, and this is common practice in other countries. This is how the, the ISIS has done it in other countries. They wear security uniforms that look like a cop or they look like mall security so they fit in. And uh, that's common. It, ha- it happens a lot. So, um, and he and ISIS did claim that attack. Do you ever think that they're claiming it out of like opportunity? No, like but, it could just be no, some rogue person. No, but, no, like, because yeah, we did that too. Because we had two bombings in New York yesterday. And they didn't claim those. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean, that seems. I, this to me seems like maybe some crazy guy with a knife and like a a uniform. I don't know. No, the the report I saw the things that he asked like before he stabbed people. He made sure that, that they were not Muslims. Ugh. So there's a, there's a, and the things that he said, and he he pledged his allegiance to jihad, and uh, so it's it's pretty, or, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. I I'd have to read more about it, and we'd encourage the reader or the listeners to to look it up too. But I mean, this seems to me like Saint Cloud, like of all, like it's a college town. It's you know, it's a kind of smallish feeling there. You know, I've done shows up in Saint Cloud. Well, we're the number um, one, we're the number one state. Of recruiting ISIS recruiters. Where so. did you get that? It's a fact. What? Yeah. Min- I would like to know where. Like, we'd have to, like, let's, let's Minnesota, go back and put that on the Minnesota website. Minnesota is the number one state in America for ISIS recruiters. Uh. Fact. There's more more people from Minnesota found in Syria killed than any other state in America. That's a fact. Why? Like, Be- what's the reason? Like, why do you think that's, that's Well, we have... Tons of Muslim Somalians here, and a lot of these kids are lost and not know what their purpose is. And the internet and ISIS propaganda is very intriguing to them, and they get them to fly to Syria and go fight for ISIS. And they pay them money. You know, these these people get paid. These ISIS fighters get paid. ISIS has millions and millions and millions of dollars of oil money, and they pay their soldiers. So these kids are going over there. There's more kids found dead from Minnesota in Syria than any state in the United States of America. That is a fact. Can you imagine, though, going to, okay, like going to a mall? Like you're in St. Cloud. I'm going to go to Crosstown Mall. I think that's what it was called, right? Crosstown or, yeah. I'm going to go there, like go see the buckle, get some new jeans. And this happens to you in St. Cloud. Like this seems so far out of what I would expect at all. And, you know, like. So, 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 Should we all shop Amazon now and never go outside? What? And here, here, here's, here's the shame of it all. This is what the shame of it all. And I tell this with all groups of people. The bad people make the good people irrelevant. So, so just take our community here. 
in Cedar Riverside. We have a, a very large, the largest in America Somali community. And we have a great Somali community here. So there's a famous Somalian actor who's doing a movie right now about what? about ISIS recruiting from Cedar Riverside. What? So he was here last weekend and, and doing a, a concert. He put on a benefit out here and the crowd turned on him. And they had a huge riot out here, and the, the cops had to come tear gas it. And, the fact, the bartender, one of the bartenders downstairs got tear gassed, and uh, it was a big deal. And, oh, uh, I do remember them saying that, yeah. Yep, so the it was Acadia a big deal, here, and they don't want yeah. that movie out. But guess what? That movie's coming out. It's an HBO special, and it's it's called something uh, uh, recruit. I think it's called recruiting, and it's all about ISIS recruiting from Minneapolis because we are the number one recruiting city in America for ISIS. Number one. Jeez. And and but and, and but it's only a small handful. It, it's like you know, sixteen kids have been found in Syria. But so but the the problem is those sixteen kids make the good people irrelevant. It's just like the gangbangers from North Minneapolis. There's only like 50 of them, but they make the rest of the community irrelevant. Because when you're doing things that bad, you show right. up the good yeah. people. Yeah. So it's sad that that's the situation we're in, but that's the situation we're in. And and, and I was kind of proud of the Somalians for turning against this actor because Americans wouldn't do that. We would right. kiss their butt and go, oh, we're going to yeah. be in a movie? Oh, 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 oh. And, and this, <laughs> I don't know that I've heard anyone go, oh. And the Somalians were like, you know, screw <laughs> you. Mean, like, you're not going to. Wait, 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 wait. So let's just go back to what you just said. So I'm going to pretend that an, a famous actress, like a, a white actress came out here and she was doing a concert and she was saying something that was against my ideology and like against the core of my being. But she and was from Hollywood. Do, she's going to do a movie about she's you. She's going to do a movie about me. Right. And I'm like, Being, oh, a, being oh, a hooker. <laughs> she's going to be a movie just like I'm, I'm not a hooker, by the way. But she's gonna I'm do a, a movie about girl. you being a um, call girl, and you would yeah. say okay. You know, like I feel like we're veering off topic because I've never like actually been a call girl or hooker. But like, let's <laughs> pretend she was be doing a parody of me being a comedian, and but also like it was you know like more insidious than that, and there was some sort of political agenda behind it. Everything she did was again, but she's from Hollywood. Everything made so you look bad. Everything would make me look really bad, and. So, you, and you would still do it. But, but would I make that noise? That's what I'm getting to. <laughs> what are you, but you would do that. You would do the movie. I and would the, Somali, not do the, the Somalians movie. here said, no way, you're not doing it. But it, it's That's getting done. But you know what? Too. It's getting done because. It, unfortunately, in this country, money talks and money gets whatever it wants. And HBO is doing the movie. It's, it's, it's the movie's already done, pretty much. Oh. And and they didn't shoot the movie here, but they're gonna call where they shot it, Cedar Riverside. They're gonna call it Minneapolis. They're gonna call it. They're gonna call it. You know what they want to call it. <laughs> That's so like okay. I feel like we kind of lost the point of all of this, except I I want to come back to. Now, in my mind, because now that I know we've got all this concentrated activity going on exactly in the area where we record our show, um, and we like we're in this area quite often, I would say. Where yeah. you're saying, I live right all, here, I live right like, there. You don't, and I, I, mean, I, work I live and right live down, down the street. Here. What now? Now, when I'm walking around, I'm going to be like, Are you an FBI agent? Are you an FBI agent? Are you an FBI agent? And like, maybe they'll try to like 
recruit us and we can be in the FBI. Well, there, I, LA I, Nick I, and I, Hesley I, Ray. I guarantee you there's secret FBI. I, listen, I guarantee you there's CIA agents in Cedar Riverside. Everywhere. No, but oh my in Cedar God. Riverside. This is so exciting. Guarantee. So, um, on the download, CIA and FBI, if you want to recruit us, like, we're totally in. Just Nobody just, would. All you have to do but is. But I'm sure, I'm sure that the CIA. Give me a note and the note's going to say, <laughs> the CIA agents they have here are probably Somalian. Oh, so they guess, so they can get in because you're not it. you're not going to get in. Yeah, I guess. But Somalians. I could just pretend I'm lost. Have you ever been in Somali Nation over there? You're like went in their market. No. It, but, it's I mean, it's like I? it's it, yes, you definitely should go Th- that that market area they have. You'll think you are in Somalia. That's cool. Yeah. What do I like? What do I do when I get there? Do it's I shopping or in tons of food places? Okay. Yeah, it's an experience, man. Once I did go to a subway on the tail end of that. Not subway. Yeah, there is a subway. These are Somalian restaurants. But all Somalians worked there. That's my point. All Somalians do work at subway, actually. No, that's... That's just the one. That, the one in my next to my building saw Somalians. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So I did go visit then. The Joke su- subway you. and subway in the airport. Yep, that's true. Ooh, this is even now more <laughs> more scary. <laughs> so um, how much, we got time to go. I can move on, right? Yeah. Let's I can't. No, we're, no, God, no, let's we're going God to break. To we're okay, going to break. We'll be back in a minute. This please is Minneapolis nine one one L A Nick Hesley Ray. inspiring dining choice that's bank restaurant in downtown minneapolis housed in a beautifully restored circa 1900 bank building it's the perfect place for a casual breakfast lunch or dinner featuring modern american dining where fresh local ingredients combine with a historic yet revitalized setting for a truly unique dining experience a four-star surrounding with a casual price whether it's a power lunch lunch with your girls or romantic dinner bank restaurant is a lively an effervescent new way to dine. Don't forget to check out the Gold Bar for exotic drinks or the adventure of the extensive wine vault. All the more for you to enjoy a casual lunch or a night on the town. Bank Restaurant at 88 South 6th Street in downtown Minneapolis. Call 612-656-3255 for reservations. That's 612-656-3255. Or go to this station's website, Bank, where four stars meets casual dining. Wow, Betty, your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. And we're back, Minneapolis 911. I'm Melanie Nick with Hesley Ray, and we were talking about 
a lot of things so far. Yeah. And now I think we wanted to, to talk. We, I think we wanted to end the Somali thing right now because I still have to obviously do more research. Well, it's not, really a, it's not, not really a Somali me. thing. It's a Muslim thing. And it's a, what, I mean, the, there's a lot of stuff going on that we need yeah. to like talk about. You know, and I, I would again invite people to comment on our website, Minneapolis911.com. You know, let us know what you're thinking if you know anything else. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting topic. But I, I just want to make one, one last point. Like, and this, and I, want, I want to say this again. It's, the few bad people really make the good people irrelevant. And I can't say that enough. We have a great Somali community in Minneapolis, but the bad people... What is that old saying? Uh, bad seed makes the whole apple cart go sour or well, something. Like, yeah, yeah. Something. It, it does. It I makes, don't know. It, it I makes, was never it good. Makes it makes the good people irrelevant. bad apple makes the whole apple, like all the other apples, smell no, bad? No, no. I don't know. No. I don't know. So anyway, did, but you get the whole point. Did, did you Stop s- being bad, so you guys. Did you see the thing? The good apples. The, legionnaire, the Legionnaires break out in Hopkins? No. What is Legionnaires? Is that a like Delta Sky Club membership? Uh, no. Legionnaires is actually a disease, a bacterial disease. Oh. That actually start. It originally happened, in, I believe, in the Nixon administration uh, in a hotel. Nixon had it? No, but when oh. Nixon was president at a hotel... In D.C., a bunch of people died, and they couldn't figure out why they died. And it was from a bacteria in the air filters of this hotel. Yeah. And they were called, this group of people that were staying at this hotel were called Legionnaires. So that they named the disease after those Wait, people. Wait, so it was a group of people they called themselves the Legionnaires? Correct. Like, oh, okay. Correct. All right. It was right. a Legionnaires conference, and they, they, a bunch of people died. So they, yeah. so now there's a new breakout in Hopkins. It's the first cases since back then. Wait, so. So do you think one of those like old Legionnaire peoples like back in from Nixon era like no, got I'm sure, out? I'm sure they're all just, dead. Like, they living in Hopkins now. I'm sure they're all dead. Oh, and they're from the American Legion. Is that right? Is that why they're Legionnaires? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you should have just said American Legion. Legionnaires threw me right off. Well, so the American Legion people, like they were having, but they're a called Legionnaires. Legionnaires, fine, the Legionnaires. They were having this conference with Nixon. No, they weren't having a conference with Nixon. Okay, so they were having Nixon conference was just around president. Around Nixon. No, Nixon area. was just president at the oh, time. Okay, he happened to be president, so it was back in like 1930. Hey, actually, I, I could be wrong. It could have been Carter. It was one of those presidents. Okay, it was so in that era. One of them, and then I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Nixon or Carter. There was a bad air filter in like. It was bacteria. What? It was bacteria. In the, so 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 I actually have a friend that owned the filter company, and ever since that happened, they make every airplane and every train and everything that has air circulation change their filters every single day, and and every airplane changes their filters every single flight. So the the filter business went through the roof. After Ooh. Legionnaires, because okay. it holds bacteria, and you're right, and that's what killed these people. So anyway, we have a new breakout in Hopkins. The symptoms, uh, tell me a little bit about that, because it looks like it it resembles pneumonia. Yes, and, and you know what? I know two people who have pneumonia this week. Nancy had pneumonia. Oh, she has Legionnaires. And my and... friends Jessica oh my has God. pneumonia. She has John Hopkins no, Legionnaires. She yes, not. that's I'm melding two. She diseases. wasn't. In, she wasn't in Hopkins. Okay, well I'm worried. <laughs> 
Nancy, please you get help. Go you know to what? the CDC. You know what? I think she might have been in Hopkins. I think she went and shot. I know she I shot she, someone in Hopkins. I think she went and photographed somebody in Hopkins recently. She, oh, that kind of shooting. Yeah. Okay, no, I think that you're right. I think that she was there. Nancy, if you're listening, but it's, it, you know, please it, leave a comment it, on it, our it, website. It's Minneapolis911.com. <laughs> say if you need help. And I, you I might think have she knows the website. But they, they say <laughs> the, cooling, the cooling system units used for the air conditioning are... The culprit. Oh, but it can be treated with antibiotics. Yes, it's rarely it's, fatal. Oh, so no big deal. But 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 yeah, when it but when it first fine. but when it first happened back in the seventies, they, they didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Okay. So then people, everybody died. Right. They, and they actually knocked down that hotel. I would have too. Yeah, they Smashed knocked. It they to knocked the ground, it. They knocked it down. Dirty air filter yeah. hotel. I forget. I forget the name of the hotel. It's a famous. It's a, it was Killing a famous, our legionnaires. It was a famous hotel. We might have that in a minute. But well, I I'm glad that they did knock it down because that's disgusting. Yeah, they did knock it down. Well, okay, and then it, the incubation period of the bacteria lasts around ten days. So, ooh, so if you're getting like uh, symptoms, pneumonia, like you should go in right away because you're probably infesting everyone else if you've got this thing, right? Get on antibiotics. Nancy didn't go. Go to urgent care. So she was really sick. And wear one of those face masks. If you were in yeah. Japan, you would wear a mask, but they don't yeah. do that here. Well, I'm I'm recommending everyone wears a face mask now. That's it. All right. Well, moving along then. That's gross. Thanks for telling us that. Well, it's just um, it's close to home. I mean, it's right here you know, in Hopkins. Like we do have like the the meat and potatoes of our show tonight is something that I do kind of want to get us into. This is a little awkward for me because I know that like my my presence on the show has always been to lighten it up and to do like my eh, dumb you know comments or whatever, which is your fine. Du- your dumb blonde, your dumb blonde stuff, which is you know mostly true. So it's like seventy five twenty five every once in a while. I have I'm gonna say good. I'm gonna say eighty twenty. Yeah, you're you're probably right. If I could do math. <laughs> I would agree with you. But we did want to, I know that this is close to your heart. We wanted to talk a lot about addiction. Um, you've got a, a long history that you've been really open with, um, which I, I've loved hearing your stories too and how you've overcome your demons. My demons happen to be less related to drugs and more related to food, like many, many women out there. And so I can relate to the addiction core um my application was having an eating disorder your core of addiction your application was doing drugs um and and i think we wanted to this show kind of break the ice with that add a little depth to who we are yep. as people. And we, ha- we have a, an addiction specialist coming on yep we've got an actual specialist so it's not just our personal stories but also share our stories and then invite you to share yours. He's from he's from uh, We Care, Minnesota. We Care, Minnesota. His name is Jason Walter. I'm yep. excited to meet him. Anyone who has two first names as their full name. And he is an addiction specialist counselor. And uh, I never went to treatment. You I d- should. It's awesome. <laughs> I just moved. And... <laughs> and that- what? Wait. Okay. You just moved and everything I moved. went away. It did. Like because your drug dealers couldn't find you? No, or? I got because I was in a place that I got free drugs, so I moved. Oh, okay. All right. So you got out of that and then you had to pay for them and you're like, screw this. Right, exactly. And you got clean. Yeah. That's like the most depressing story I've heard yet, I think. Like you, well, you're, you're that scroogey and cheap that you just no, you was, got clean because you, you didn't ha- want to pay for no, it. No, you know what happened? <laughs> I got to the point where... I was probably close to death, and and I knew it. Right. I knew that if I didn't quit, that I was either going to die from drugs or I was going to be killed. Because I, think- I was, I was, I got free drugs for 
I was doing cocaine, and I got free drugs for cooking cocaine for gang members. They would give me cooking free cooking it. Yeah, free basing it. Okay. So I, I and I but... learned how to cook in a microwave, which is not many people know how to do it. So I could do a pound in a quarter of the time that they would take them. So I could do, and they would give me an ounce a pound. So I got a lot of free drugs. So they and I and I couldn't do it all. So I had a lot of drugs in my house, and and I was doing it for multiple different gangs. And so they knew that I had these drugs in my house. And my very first drug dealer, which was a Jewish kid from Beverly Hills, is the one who said, "Get it! You got to get out of here now! Mm-hmm. Like you got to go!" Right. And I made sure everybody had their drugs delivered to them, so I didn't owe anybody anything. So nobody was going to come look for me. You're like FedEx. And I left. Mm-hmm. I left. And I came to Minnesota. And, and I've never. That explains I had everything. no I had no ties here. And I came here to test a product that I invented in the Mall of America. And uh, Minnesota saved my life. And that's why I said I owe, I owe Minneapolis my life. And I do. I literally owe Minneapolis my life. Because when I, I came here and I did buy co- cocaine, it's such crappy cocaine that you can't freebase it. <laughs> did you, like, go through withdrawals? Like, I, I guess I don't know coming you know off of that. You know what's funny? Of, like, I, I hear all these stories about withdrawals and stuff. And I was a chronic, chronic, multi-year cocaine user every single day, all day. And you know what? I had zero withdrawals. Hmm. And I quit cocaine and cigarettes the exact same day. And I've never done them again since. It's going on eight years. Wow, that's really incredible. I think that that my story um, could only be related in the sense that I had, like, anorexia. And so I guess with cocaine, you don't eat a lot. Close to the same. (laughs) I I was down to 120 pounds. It could be similar-ish. I'm trying to, like, reach in my brain to to relate our two stories. But I I do know that they come from the same core of getting um, some sort of fulfillment or high off of something that's very unhealthy for you, right? So you got something out of doing that, something that you couldn't get soberly. For me, like it was a sense of I, you know, like when you're not eating for a while, you get some sort of other hormones, you know, released where you sure. kind of are on a high too. And you kind of chase that for Something's a while. Something's probably releasing this to make you survive. Right. Yep, exactly. So I, I think that like in that sense, addiction could be related, but there's also um, that sense of escape. So whatever your application is, right? Like you were looking to see, escape. I don't I don't see the escape thing from not eating. I, I would think, think you would eat to escape. Yeah, I think that I think that it comes from the same core. So people who overeat or eat to to like sort of numb themselves, some people take that on the opposite way. You know what I mean? Where where for me it was like a sense of then like if I felt out of control with anything else, I could at least control that. You know, and that's how it started. It didn't end up that way, but it started that way. Where like, but I have like control over saying no to eating dinner. Right. Mine started through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it started it always erupts out of something doing drugs traumatic, to f- right? stop thinking about all the problems of yeah. divorce and you know a house and a business and you know splitting everything up and I was always a casual cocaine user, never freebased. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, "What does freebasing mean?" Okay, I don't so, even know so, what so that is. You take powder. You take powdered cocaine, and you when first time if anybody ever sees you, people that only snort cocaine and they see you do it, they go, "You just ruined my cocaine." So you have an eight ball of cocaine, which is you know. Uh, an eight ball that you play uh, no. <laughs> pool with. So that's that's uh, three and a half grams, and you okay. take that, you dump, you drop it in water. 
Okay. Like a glass of water about this big. Like an alka seltzer. So people would go, you just ruined my cocaine. Does so it then you pour, like that? No. So oh. then you pour some baking soda in it, and then you cook it. Well, you can cook it in a spoon or cook it in a, on Isn't a stove. Isn't crack? It, oh, well, okay. crack actually has some other stuff called blow-up in it, but pure free-based oh, cocaine oh. is pure cocaine. Okay. 100% pure cocaine. It's pure. So there, you, what you're doing is cocaine burns at a very high temperature. Like, like very high. And everything that they mix in it, the garbage they mix in it, like diesel fuel and all, burns at a very low temperature. So it, all that stuff burns up, and you're left with a real thick oil slick on top of the water. Gross. And then you just pour cold water in there, and it turns to a solid rock and drops to the bottom of the glass. And, uh, you're if, like a if, mad scientist if you of Google, drugs. If you Google... Go, if anybody Google's cocaine hockey pucks, do I, not do this at work. If you Google, if you Google cocaine hockey pucks, it's a story about me, and I would cook cocaine in, in court glasses, and they would come out hot, like hockey pucks, and you could literally throw them against the wall, and they wouldn't break, and because uh, that's how good. It, so like, they're like those things that you put in the back of your toilet to make your toilet. Exactly. Fresh. Oh, cool, Nick. <laughs> that's awesome. So anyway, I never had a problem with doing regular cocaine. I never got addicted, and. Until I started freebasing, and it grabbed hold of me hard, and it would not let go. Hmm. So right. I tell everybody, don't ever try it, ever, 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 Just ever. Just don't do it. Just yeah. don't, don't do it. All right, let's talk about that and more. And our guest with uh, Jason Walter, we here in Minnesota, and we're Minneapolis 911. I'm Hesley Ray and L.A. Nick. When your child has trouble and challenges in math, it can lead to problems at home or school and low self-esteem. Mathnasium is here to help. At Mathnasium, we take time to fully understand your child's strengths and weaknesses and create an individual program tailored to their needs with the Mathnasium method. Your student will understand math, and when you understand, you don't have to memorize. Unlock your child's potential and open up their world to the wonderful puzzle called math. Check this radio website, Keyword Math. At Mathnasium, we make math make sense. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Forty years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars, but to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team, and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no-hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked, quality, mechanically-fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's Porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com.
And it's Minneapolis 911. I'm Ellie Nick with Hesley Ray, and we were talking about drug addictions and other addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Minneapolis has a, uh, a, a very serious addiction problem right you now. You call it I, an epidemic. It's an, it's, it's, I consider it an epidemic in Minneapolis. Um, there is, we're inundated, inundated with heroin right now, inundated. It's so bad here. And if you listen like I do to police dispatch and EMT dispatch, it's nonstop calls for people on heroin overdoses and people passed out. And uh, I have a police clip, a line of police clip we're going to listen to right now. And then we're going to go to our guest, Jason, who Jason is an addiction Walker, specialist yeah. from uh, We Care, Minnesota. We Care, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bring him on the line. So let's, let's listen to these clips real quick and we'll bring Jason on. 11 for one unconscious at Sanford Hall, 1122 University Avenue Southeast, room number 589, at 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-7. 4-7-1-4-
reason why people wouldn't seek treatment? Do you think it's it's that they don't know? Or do you think it's like, you know, they feel ashamed? Is it hidden? I, I guess I've heard that a lot of people are on heroin. I can tell you why people don't seek treatment because once you do it, you love it and you don't want to stop doing it. <laughs> but I mean, like, when, I mean, I, I That's an like easy <laughs> answer. It's great. That I tell everybody, drugs are great for the first year. It's the biggest, I call them the biggest lie in life. They're the, you'll, you'll be superwoman or superman for a year, and then everything turns to crap, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way yeah. it works. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I mean, the other part of it is that it's hard, you know? I mean, if you look at just the general population, most of us could use a diet, you know? Uh, many of us need to quit smoking, and, and I know um, as an addict, like, you know, you don't plan on dying. I didn't plan on going to jail. I didn't plan on overdosing. I didn't plan on these things. You're just waiting, you know, you'll get to it eventually is when you'll deal with the problem. But, you know, with, with some of these drugs, um, you know, I mean, especially the heroin, the potency varies so much. You know, these people, people aren't planning on ODing. In fact, a lot of these addicts use pretty much the same amount every time that they shoot up, you know. Right, and, and, and now, uh, which is where, now with fentanyl coming in, that's, that's, that's a problem, right, with fentanyl being mixed right, with right. heroin? Which, you know, that isn't necessarily a new deal. I mean, back in the 80s and 90s, people were, you know— uh, kind of fortifying their cocaine with other stuff to try to make it stronger, make it weaker, I suppose. And so the, the potency varied. But with heroin, the, you know, the OD rates are so much higher because they're using some of this um, prescription stuff, especially the fentanyl. And so, you know, you might shoot up the same amount, but what you had yesterday and what you have tomorrow varies greatly. And I know even just within the heroin community, and, and maybe you'll know this, Nick, but once there's a, a big outbreak of overdoses, a lot of the junkies in the area they want are that. hoping to yeah, they yeah, want that. They search it. it. They search yeah. that heroin down. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because it's all marked. Everybody has markings on their bags, and they go searching for that markings. Right. It's right. crazy that they almost Which like they wanted. Is. They want to die. You know, and they'll they'll back off their dose a little bit, but you know, to a to an average person, that sounds crazy, and and maybe it is crazy, but you know, in that community, that's 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 just how it goes. I think pe- people that were never addicts can't understand it. Right. Right. They just can't understand it. It's it's, it's, a, it's just something you have to go through to understand. So your organization so. too, you you do the counseling outpatient. Um, uh-huh. I I would say that I mean, do you find that effective? Like I to me, it seems like that would be the hardest place to try to get somebody off of it if they're then sent back into the same environment. Yeah, you know, it kind of depends. Um, I did inpatient treatment for a while before this. And so I know like when I got clean, I don't think I could have done it on an outpatient basis. I think, you know, there was something beneficial about being locked up for a little while um, just to keep you safe. Um, So, but I mean, if you can, you know, the the least invasive way to get clean is usually the best. So you don't have to lose your job or go away from your kids. And so there are people that can kind of muscle through the day and then go to group at night. And, and, you know, we, we do random drug tests and everything to keep them honest. And so um, if that works, that's great. But but it depends. You know, with someone like heroin, any opioid, when you come off, I mean, you're really sick. You're you're dope sick, as they call it. So um, I, I see. I, detox, I, I seem to know more functional heroin addicts than any other kind of drug, though. Like a lot of the people that I know that are doing heroin, they're functional addicts. They go to work every day. Yeah, you wouldn't really know with a lot of these guys. I mean, once you first bang, you'll not hope for a little while, you know, but a lot of these people after that, you know, you, you, in the last week or so, you've seen these pictures on the news of people that are passed out in their cars. And, you know, that might be the, you know, the first 20 minutes or something. But after that, they're driving away. And yeah, they're normal. Yeah, I, so, I know a girl. Yeah. I know a girl who just 
I, and I would never guess in a million years. I said this on, the, I think, our previous show. Mm-hmm. I would never guess in a million years she was a heroin user. And she just, she died. She was in her 30s. I'm like, so, that had to be drug-related. And I find out, sure enough, fentanyl overdose. So it, it, yeah. it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't pick its people. Like, there's not one type of person that does heroin. It's, it's all kinds of people. It's housewives. Yeah, it's it's street people. It's 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 businessmen. It's it's, it's yeah. all kinds of people. Yeah, know? I mean, if, if you turn your ankle on the way out of the show tonight and you go to the doctor, they're probably going to prescribe you an opiate. They'll give you a Vicodin or Percocet or something. And so, and this doesn't matter what kind of person you are. This is just protocol within you know the medical community. And and a lot of us, it doesn't take much to take hold. You can be taking it as prescribed and. And then you turn around when you're out, and your brain starts wanting more. Well, that's what happened. Kind of a- that's what happened to me. I was a casual snorter of cocaine, a weekend warrior. I'd buy a gram on a Saturday night, and you know, do that gram, and then I wouldn't do it again for a month. And then, uh-huh. one, and then one day somebody showed me how to freebase, and I did a hit a hit of freebase, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I go, "I don't want to do that ever again." And I went home and dreamt about it. Literally dreamt about it that night. Dreamt about it the next night. Dreamt about it every night until I called that dude and said, hey, can you show me how to do that again? And it just grabbed hold of me to where it would not let go. It just wouldn't. Yeah. And then I became yeah. I became like the best cooker there was in the Hollywood area. I got taught how to cook in a microwave by some people in Miami. And I had, I had like seven microwaves going 24 hours a day in my house for different drug dealers. And they were giving me an ounce a pound so I got free drugs so I was mm-hmm. the in the worst situation possible all the drugs I wanted for free and I can't believe I didn't die I mean I, I, I should because yeah. I, I never stopped I didn't stop yeah. I feel like right yeah. now we should be like you should send us a bill and then just be Nick's counselor <laughs> I'm eight years clean, eight years all smoke clean. I don't smoke anything, and I'm eight years uh-huh. drug-free, and I'm proud of being drug-free, and I did not go to treatment. I moved. I moved to Minneapolis, and, and I, I credit sure. Minneapolis for getting me clean and because uh, the drugs here were so bad that you couldn't freebase them, and uh, <laughs> I, I got clean here. I think I am more interested in in your story too, Jason, and and kind of what you're doing now with uh, the program that you're working in, and how how I mean, what's the success rate? Like, and then you know, when we come back and talk to you a little bit more, I want to hear you know a couple nuggets of wisdom of of anyone listening to this show who might be in that situation, who might be thinking like, they're right in the edge, like ooh, like maybe I should seek treatment, like maybe I should go look for help, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not willing to give this up or admit it. You know what? What could we say to them? And and um, you know what? What hope out there? What hope is there? You know, for people in that boat? Sure. Um, I'd like to sure. hear more sure. about that. So uh, stay with us if you would. And, yep, we'll and be back. Listeners, we'll be back in a minute. In a minute, and we'll bring back okay. uh, more of Jason Walter with We Care Minnesota. This is Minneapolis 911. <laughs> Gotta move. We sell moving supplies to help it go smoother. Simply Self Storage. We sell boxes and packing supplies. Find us at simplyss.com. 
Find out how to get 50% off your first full month. Simply self-storage. You definitely chose the right place. Got spring fever? Get out, get on, and take a scenic cruise to Belle Plaine Motorsports to start the adventure of a lifetime. All the latest speed and power that is Triumph, plus more genuine Triumph apparel, gear, parts, and accessories than any other dealer in the Twin Cities. No other bikes on the road can compare to the true Triumph. Belle Plaine Motorsports is the Twin Cities headquarters for Triumph bikes, gear, and accessories. Located off Highway 169 and Main Street. Enter keyword adventure on this station's website for details. Turn it up! Seven Steakhouse and Sushi Bar. Yeah. Open Tables Diner's Choice Award winner and the top event destination in Minnesota for Fortune 100 companies. Oh my, yeah. Seven offers the freshest seafood and the best beef that only comes from humanely grown boutique ranches. Seven is the premier dining and entertainment venue with a mood to fit every experience. The Steakhouse, the Sushi Bar, the Ultra Lounge, and the gorgeous Sky Bar Rooftop, delivering an awe-inspiring view of Minneapolis. By far the best venue in the city to hear electronic dance music and hip-hop. I got your attention now! Seven has it all. If you want the best, it's Seven Steakhouse and Sushi Bar. And we're back with Minneapolis 911. We're on the phone with Jason with uh, We Care Minnesota, and uh, he's a drug counselor. Your drug counselor, is that your title, Jason? Yes. Yep. Okay. So w- I- I'm guessing your drug of choice was heroin? Uh, it was not. Oh, really? Um, cocaine was, yeah, cocaine oh. was also my drug of choice, oh, so although me- alcohol was kind of part of the deal, too. So, so me and you were in the same boat? Yes, sir. Were you, were you also a freebasin? No, not too much. No? I like putting stuff up my nose, so. See, I, I, I couldn't store enough cocaine to get addicted to it. I just, huh. I just couldn't. And it was, it Maybe hurt. your nostrils are too small. Like oh, it could be the, that. Look at the size of my. <laughs> look at the size of my nose. It could be that, right? So, so coming back to to my question before our break, people who are kind of just on the edge, because I like my history, um, Jason. I don't think you heard this, but it, it's eating disorder related, which kind of stems from I think the same addictive personality. You know, there's addiction sort of stems out of that same part of the brain. So though I don't have the sure. the drug um, situation, but I do have the eating disorder background. And I remember being in a place in my own life where I knew I was sick. You know, like it got to a point where I knew I was I was sick. So I can't I can't understand and your addiction. I don't. I don't you know. yeah. I mean, it's hard can't to it's it. hard to comprehend. And the same way that I think a lot of people who've not done drugs would be like, "What? You're putting something in your bot? Like you're putting what in your vein? You know, like." It, you know, the, or up your nose with your tiny nostrils, like, you know, you like it's the same thing. If you haven't lived through it, you might not understand it. But I do think it comes from the same core thing. It's just the different applications. Right. My question is based on, you know, when I I got to a point where I knew I was sick, I wasn't able to admit it or get help for quite a while after I was at that point where I knew I was sick. But there was something in me at one point. I remember it very clearly saying to myself, like in my quiet moment, in the heart of heart, like I know I'm sick. Like this, I know it's gotten too far. Right. When people are I, at that I was in the point. Same place. Yep. And when people are at that point, but not willing or able to get help yet, do you have any words of wisdom for them? You know, it's tough, I think. Uh, and I've been at that place too. Um, you know better. You know, first off, mm-hmm. some people come in for assessments and will say they don't know if they have a problem. And I'll usually tell them that people that don't have a problem don't ask questions like that. You know, mm-hmm. at the point yeah. that you're, <laughs> at the point that you're wondering, you're already kind of moving into the danger zone a little bit. 
Um, you know, about the best thing you can do is just for a, try to point out all the, the negatives it's brought. So whatever consequences have been there, and not everybody ends up in jail, not everybody overdoses, but it might be that they're not as, you know, present for their kids or that they're spending more money than they'd like to or that, you know, I don't know, they're, they're starting to struggle at work or whatever. I mean, there's always some sort of consequence, even if it's just looking over your shoulder, you know, when a, when a cop walks past you. Um, and, you know, and the other part is, and I feel like even as a counselor, you know, a big part of my job is, you know, trying to educate on the topic, but bigger than that is it's a sales pitch. You know, I want you to be clean like this. I've been clean quite a while and this is a better life. And so I need to convince you of that because, um, I've been to a lot of meetings. I've been to a lot of seminars and, and in a lot of ways, um, it gets presented as kind of boring. It's not very inviting. And so I know me personally, one of the things I try to, you know, bring to the table is that, um, this isn't boring at all. You know, this is way better. I tell people all the time, my biggest regret, I I never got, I've never been arrested in my life. I never left my house with drugs. I, I, my biggest regret is the time wasted. How much time I wasted doing drugs in my house that you can't get that time back. I mm-hmm. didn't spend a dollar. I got it for free, but I wasted years of my life. Right. And, and now, right. and I, I say this to everybody, I have, I'm 52 years old. I have about, if everything goes well, I have about 300 months left to live. Well, actually, I just checked it off. It's, I'm at 299 now. 298 so two, after we're done I, with you. I have 299 months left to live because most of the men in my family die about 75. So, cause, uh-huh. And I think that way because I wasted almost 10 years of my life doing drugs. 10. Ten years, right. LA Nick. Ten years. Jeez. It's sad. It is. And sad. you know what? I, yeah. I, I'm embarrassed by it. I'm embarrassed that I did it. Well, I think that that's another thing. There's a shame factor, and, 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 right? And, and, I, and I have to say this. I have to say this before we leave. I never let anybody know that I was an addict. None of my f- family ever knew. And none of my friends knew. Until that one day you came to the house and they're like, you eat a lot of powdered donuts. No, but they, because I was mm-hmm. smoking it, so it was oh, a different oh, story. Oh, you're right, sorry. But I was very thin, mm-hmm. lost a lot of weight, because mm-hmm. I wasn't eating food, yeah. and that was the sign that people were going, man, you, you know. You have you, an eating are disorder. Si- are you sick? Yes, So, but I, I, my biggest regret is that time. And like you said, if you're an addict, you don't spend time with your kids. You don't spend time with your mate. You don't spend time living life. You stop, mm-hmm. you stop living life. And that is my biggest regret. And I think your brain is sure. sort of like consumed by the next thing you're going to do, right? It's like, it's like, Absolutely. even if you're not on yeah. it, you're living in the, mo- like, you're not living in the moment. You're, you're waiting for that next, like, where am I going to? And that's the, I mean. Yeah. I can look back when my kids were young, I could do a bunch of blow and I could sit and play Legos for four hours, but I wasn't really in the room, you know, I wasn't actually in the moment. So um, even though the time may have, you know, on the outside appeared like everything was fine, I'm up in my head, I'm somewhere else. Yeah, but making really cool Legos. I can't even imagine doing... A line, a line of blow right now. I can't, I can't even imagine doing drugs again. Like it's, it. I don't consider myself a recovering addict. I consider uh-huh. myself an ex addict. I, I can't even imagine it. I could never do it. Yeah, and that's sure, good. I sure. mean, that's a good thing for you. But I've heard a lot of other people, who, you know, in recovery, who say, you know what, like some days are good, and then other days, that's yeah, all I think about. I never that's think, all about I think about. I, you know, I, 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 I just could never do it. So, you know, I think it's important. This, this is kind of the way I look at it with the addiction. Is that you know, a lot of us will. Look look at, you know, maybe your eating disorder or your drug addiction is, is that was the problem. But in reality, if you look at it, like 
that's the answer to your problem? I mean, for many of us, life wasn't perfect, and then drugs came around, and then life got better. Well, that's and a, so that's, it, it wasn't until right, you, right. It wasn't until later that the drugs became a problem, like you said earlier, Nick. It was it was great for quite a while. So right, you missed you, know, you missed now, the, you missed the part. I started doing drugs because of a, divo- a divorce, right. and yep. and then I was great for a year. I was Superman, yeah. and then. Yeah, I call drugs the big lie. They, yeah. it, you think everything's great for one year, and then it uh-huh. all just goes down it the crumbles. tubes. Then. And then you're worse off, sure. you know, than ever. And yeah, I would agree with that completely. I think that uh, any addiction stems out of uh, a trauma. You know, well, you want to change something. Yeah, you want to change something. It's, it's an easy fix, or it. it's the only fix that you can find at that point. And you know, um, so yeah, I would say that that is true. It's, Most people drink. It is. It's some problems. It's something that's deeper. And, yeah, and I know I know people now like if something great happens they're gonna go get drugs and go get drunk if something bad happens they're gonna go get drugs and go get drunk mm-hmm. they use every excuse to go get drugs and go get it's drunk it's Monday I'm gonna go out and get <laughs> drugs and get drunk right it's Friday yeah. I'm gonna go get drugs right. and get drunk so I I am interested though like on this topic Jason if you can tell us then what your program does for the deeper problem so you're saying that the drugs alcohol those the addiction is the symptom. And how are you right. guys dealing with the deeper problems then? And tell us more about the program altogether. Sure, sure, sure. So I know, I mean, uh, with our program, usually the focus is trying to go beneath whatever the, the problem is. So we have different levels of care there. I mean, if somebody gets a DWI, you know, it could be a grandma that, you know, just had her first glass of wine in years at a wedding and got pulled over and, and courts will mandate that class. We're not going to go at her like she's an alcoholic. But um, and then I have other people that, you know, will come crawling in the door and they know that they have a problem. But but again, like you said, usually there's some trauma beneath, even if it's abandonment or neglect or, you know, self-esteem stuff, that's still traumatic. So, you know, you need to know about triggers and need to understand kind of how addiction functions. But for me, you know, that's a, a, a small part of it. The main focus ends up being beneath it, trying to rectify some of these things and then trying to figure out what are we going to do going forward? Because what happens is if you go through another divorce now, you know, your brain's going to say, hey, remember what worked before oh, or something else point. terrible happens. And and that's, you know, the goal is to not do that. You know, I read a statistic not too long ago that it, it said 97% of people that get into recovery will relapse at some point. You know, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I've committed my life to being clean and doing this for a career. So, you know, hopefully nothing um, traumatic happens, but you know, do life you ever is turn life. into Robin Williams from Goodwill Hunting and hug one of your clients like it's not your fault, it's not your fault? Do you ever do that? Yeah, that's a serious question. Maybe a little over dramatic, but yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I'm gonna come see you then. <laughs> I have to say, there I, you go. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I didn't, I never even came close to relapsing and wanting to ever do drugs again. I think I did so much. I think I did you so much of it that it was over. It was done. Like I was at the, uh, I couldn't do it again. So okay, that's awesome for you. And I do want to hear more about um, how we can contact you, not just for personal reasons, but uh, how anyone could contact We Care Minnesota and Jason Walter. Sure. Tell us your your information. Sure. So it's it's We Care Counseling Center, and it's in Oakdale, Minnesota. You can go online, of course. There's a website and everything. The phone number out there is six five one seven 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 four two three three. You can talk to anybody on staff or you can just ask for me directly as far as that goes, too. So we'll do assessments. We'll do treatment. We'll do referrals. 
Um, and most of us have worked in other facilities over the years. And so, you know, sometimes somebody will come in for an assessment and, and I know that they need a higher level of care. They need inpatient, or I know that what they're going through, this person happens to specialize in this facility and I can kind of try to, uh, to help to get them into there. So, um, it's, a, I mean, it's a good entry point. And um, I can assure, I can assure it. everybody, if you have an addiction problem, whether it's drugs or alcohol or an eating disorder, get help. Do whatever it takes to get help because I'm telling you, life's a million times better when you're clean. It's a good, it is. Good it is. Word, and it, yeah. it, it gets better. It gets better, it gets better every day. You know, we, it does. It really does. And for us, it doesn't matter if, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, if you have a phobia, if you have, you know, some, some especially abuse. I've done so much work with abuse um, over time. And, and, you know, any of those issues, you know, we can help you with. Even if you're not an addict, we can still set up some sessions and do something because it does get better, you know, but it doesn't get better on its own. You nope. know, if you you want you want to get in shape, you got to go to the gym. That's just how this works. You know, well, it's Jason, pretty simple. I think that what you're doing is awesome. It's amazing. Uh, your organization sounds great. Um, I'd like your phone number one more time just for our listeners, and uh, we'll put that up on our website as well. Great, great. Yep, it's 651-777-4233. Awesome. Jason Jason Walter with We Care Counseling. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. On the air with Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage from IAMS equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Look down the street. It's a car. It's It's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. Having trouble getting it up? In the bed? (laughs) Relief is now available with no pills, pumps, or embarrassment. Topper Easy Lift is here. With Topper Easy Lift, you can raise your truck bed topper to new heights for easy access and storage of ATVs, canoes, wood, brush, and larger-than-normal loads. Topper Easy Lift can give you the maximum increase of your truck bed, opening from 3 feet to almost 5 feet for easy access from the back or the side. Topper Easy Lift comes complete in a box made of lightweight quality materials. Topper Easy Lift is durable, strong, and easy to install with your own tools. Press a button and Topper Easy Lift's four high-quality actuators raise your truck topper. Topper Easy Lift will make your next camping or hunting trip a cinch. Just raise the topper for a portable room, so never have trouble getting it up in the bed again. Get Topper Easy Lift and rise to the occasion. Check this station website for more details and accessories, or click on EasyLiftSystems.com. Get Topper Easy Lift. You'll love it, and the ladies will too. And we're back with Minneapolis 911. I'm Ellie Nick, and I'm still with Hesley Red. Still here. And uh, it's time for Ellie Nick's Fun Fact of the Week. Fun Fact of the Week. You know, I uh, 
I like doing my fun facts. There's a, I love There's a lot them. of things about Minneapolis that people don't know. So this week is multiple fun facts. It's, multiple. It's things, multiple fun facts. things that were invented in Minneapolis. <laughs> and uh, not, not everything that's ever been invented, but here's my top, Some of them. Here's my top favorites. Okay. okay. Number one is the pacemaker in 1957 mm. by Medtronic's founder, the mm-hmm. guy who founded Medtronic's, Earl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Good old Earl. Yeah. Just trucking along. Earl Bakken. You know what? He um he did it in his in his garage. garage. Yeah, and what? and you know what's funny? I got to weld a pacemaker. Did you really? Yes, I got to in weld one in his garage. Were and, you there? They had like a glass case, and you put your hands in these rubber gloves, and you use a little TIG welder, and you weld it two little cups together. Oh, I got that's to do cool. that. Yeah, it was fun. That's really. You no, know, Medtronic's now moved their headquarters to Ireland though, because it's only. Did one. they know? One percent sell, one percent corporate tax. Yeah, and now, they and, just and, wanted and, to drink and, that and, Guinness. And you, know, and you know what's funny? They moved their whole, they moved their operation to Ireland for that one percent corporate tax. And now Ireland's suing them because they haven't paid the one percent. Ooh, that was my leprechaun voice. Ooh. So my second, my second, and drink a little of the whiskey. My second favorite one I don't think is that was Irish. My second favorite invention that was invented in Minneapolis is the oxygen mask. Mm. Was invented by three Mayo Clinic physicians in 1935 for Northwest Airlines. Wow, that's cool. It's pretty crazy, right? That's crazy. Yeah. They're just but, hanging out in Rochester. But for me, being a gearhead, my favorite one ever is wet, dry sandpaper. That sounds um, dirty. I don't know if you guys know what wet, but it's the black sandpaper that you can get wet. And so mm. if you want to do a nice paint job and you wet sand the car and then you buff mm-hmm. it out, without that, you couldn't make anything. But they uh, wet, dry sandpaper, masking tape, and scotch tape were all created by a Minnesota-based 3M. <gasps> oh, 3M, that's right. I and forgot. then the stapler. Mm-hmm. Was invented in yes. Was invented in Spring Valley. Hey, I want my red line. What is it? The swing line red stapler in Office Space. That mo- uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, lost and, on you. And Fine. last but not least, which I've never tried, the first water skis were invented in 1922 by Ralph Samuelson. Hmm. So water skis. Well, we have Who'd a lot have of water it? here. I suppose we have like a million lakes. So I don't think we have a million. Well, it's like thirteen thousand. Our license plates no, say ten thousand, but I think it's closer to thirteen. Well, actually. some of them are some of them are ponds. Ooh, I'm gonna look on Wikipedia right now, but they're not ponds, okay? They're, they're lakes. They're ponds. If I said they're lakes, then they're lakes. What's the and difference between a lake and a? Oh, so water streams into a lake, right? Mm-hmm. But water yep. doesn't stream into a pond. You're right. That's a good. You are full of fun facts. Look at this smart, segment. Huh? I know you're so smart, smart and just chock full of fun but facts. But there, our lakes right now have a lot of algae, man. I was just at a lake. You couldn't even see the water. It was just gross. Three feet thick of green slime. Is that because like global warming or what? And no, it's some it's some uh, invasion invasive algae that people get on their boats from other places and they put their boats in other lakes. Oh, and then, and it, then breeds, they, yeah. it breeds. But I went to one up in Prior Lake. It was bad and it stunk bad. Ew. And I put a stick Swamp in it. Ass. I put a stick in it to try mm-hmm. to like clear it to see the through the water. You couldn't, couldn't even do it. So fish can't get up to get oxygen. Oh, I see that we have eleven thousand eight hundred and forty-two lakes. So we're shy. We're a little bit shy of the thirteen k that yeah. I originally said, and I'm so sorry for our listeners for having that error. However, eleven thousand. Yeah, I want I want to remind 000. everybody that you can listen to all our previous shows at and Minneapolis. They're awesome. Nine one one dot com backslash podcast or you can just go to Minneapolis 911 but then you have to hit podcast mm-hmm. and even though that 
the Minneapolis MPD dispatch live is still down. Oh, what? And I have it's not got my system up yet, which an MPD officer just told me, even if I do get my system up. You're never going to listen to it again. No, they have, it, kicked they, you. They, have, they have it blocked. Oh, so dirty. Right now, if you go all the way down to the bottom of, my, of the website, Minneapolis901.com, you can listen to Hennepin County mm-hmm. Sheriff's Department Dispatch, which is... A lot of calls from Minneapolis. It's, right. it's, it's yeah. all Minneapolis. Well, yeah. I mean, all our all our calls we're playing here are Minneapolis calls right. from the sheriff's department. So mm-hmm. you'll still hear the action that's going on in the city. So and you can listen to your favorite show over and over and over again. Yeah. So just if keep it listening. happens to be this one, just keep playing it over. And I find it really soothing when I'm falling asleep at night to just listen to our melodic voices. And and if you go you know? on my website, you can catch my personal funny videos. Yeah, you can watch all of those. And then you can also uh, look at TuesdayNightComedyShow.com and, and see what I've been up to. Too. I'm starting a blog on there, too. But third, That's good. Yeah, it's awesome. So just look there and forget about it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, Tune thanks, guys. Again. See you next week. Minneapolis, Minneapolis 911. You have been listening to Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Join us and download a new show every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Zachariah Putney and Dave Steuben. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moo. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.